0: Reported by Norman J. Clement R.P.H., D.D.S., Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D., Belinda Brown Parker, in the spirit of Joseph Salvo Esquire, in the spirit of Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., M.B.A., in the spirit of Erlen Clement S.R., Willie Gignard B.S., Joseph Webster M.D., M.B.A., Beverly C. Prince M.D., Fax, Leroy Baylor, J.K. Joshi M.D., M.B.A., Adrienne Edmondson, Esther Hyatt Ph.D., Walter L. Smith B.S., in the spirit of Brom Fisher Esquire, Michelle Alexander M.D., Kudjo Wilding B.S., Martin Ju B.S., R.P.H., in the spirit of Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Muchet, Strategic Advisors. Walter Wren M.D. Bye! Walter Wren M.D. I recently had a conversation with a pharmacist who questioned my treatment of my patient. The patient was prescribed Suboxone 8-2 to mg milligrams, 24 mg milligrams daily and Alprazolam 2 mg TID. While I agree that part of a pharmacist's responsibility is to watch out for drug interactions, one found this to be dangerous. He asked me when was I going to reduce the medication. That question implies that this pharmacist erroneously believes that this medication should be reduced and eventually stopped an opinion also shared by many of my physician colleagues. Yet, another opinion concerning pharmacist behavior, also shared by my physician colleagues, is that Suboxone should not be given with the benzodiazepine. Again, no clinical trials to support this opinion. My experience prescribing this combination is over 10 years, shows no adverse events, NAE. As a matter of fact, a world literature search records only five deaths from this combination, but they occurred because of intravenous injection. Lessons to the PharmD physician want to be. The interference into the physician-patient relations is a dangerous practice in medicine being promoted by the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, in which the American Medical Association, AMA, has had to issued several real concerns stating. The American Medical Association strongly supports a pharmacist carrying out his or her corresponding responsibility under state and federal law. But the past few years are rife with examples of patients facing what amounts to interrogations at the pharmacy counter as well as denial of legitimate medications. The AMA continues to support physicians' use of effective PDMPs and offers new caution based on physicians' and patients' experience since publication of the CDC guideline in 2016. We continue to urge CDC to recognize that PDMP data is only one type of information to help guide a physician's clinical decisions. Moreover, it is only one piece of data available to pharmacists and any other authorized user of a state PDMP. Yet, PDMPs have been used to inappropriately tag physicians as inappropriate prescribers by pharmacy chains and patients as doctor shoppers by some pharmacists. The AMA does not support illegal activity, but a PDMP report, by itself, is almost always insufficient to identify illegal behavior. Criminalizing Narcotic Prescriptions by pharmacists. Motorcycle dealer. Pharmacist profiling by withholding patient care. The pharmacist's role is not to interrogate the patient or withhold treatment. Joseph L. Webster, SR, MD, MBA, FACP, BS. Pharmacy. The respective regulatory bodies, including the various boards of pharmacy, medicine, dentistry, nursing, etc., clearly outline the scope of practice for each of those disciplines. The orderly flow of a prescription from the doctor to the patient, via the pharmacist, clearly outlines where the diagnosis has to come from. It is statutorily the purview of the pharmacist to inspect and assure that the drug that is being given is safe and has no known incompatibilities with the patient and its holistic environment. It is not the purview, nor is the pharmacist trained to challenge the physician's diagnosis and to do so verbally or otherwise with the patient. It erodes the doctor-patient relationship and destroys the confidence of the patient in his slash her physician. At the very least it is unethical and may very well be a HIPAA violation and beneath the standard of care as a pharmacist. Follow the science, exposing CDC unscientific guideline. The pharmacist has absolutely no qualification or training to offer a second opinion without having all the clinical data and facts. All of the clinical data, as well as my personal experience as well as a study by Dr. Agnoli at Al, showed that when patients are tapered off of suboxone, within two years there was a 100 percent relapse. Tapering and stopping methadone is not done. Even though there is no study, I am sure the reason is the relapse rate. If healthcare individuals like pharmacists understood that this is an opiate receptor problem, not a behavioral problem and that opiate addiction is a chronic disease, treatment would change. As a matter of fact, nicotine addiction is caused by activating nicotine receptors in individuals just like opiate addiction is caused by activating opiate receptors in individuals. Nicotine is legal causing 450,000 deaths a year. Opiates are illegal causing 78.000 deaths a year. We need clinical trials to determine what is the best way to treat opiate-addicted individuals. Opinions without evidence are dangerous regardless of who has them. Dangerous conclusions by pharmacist-based unscientific data and facts, which seriously flawed, threaten all of healthcare. For now, you are within. You are within thenorms.com. Wynton Marsalis Concerto for Trumpet and Two Oboes, 1984. The Norms.